And this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Europa League Thursdays mean Premiership Sundays for the old firm before they meet next week Rangers make the short trip to St Mirren looking to get back to winning ways after Thursday's goalless draw and Celtic host Hearts hoping to pick up where they left off against AIK I'm Gordon Duncan joining me in the studio is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. The terms of engagement are perfectly straightforward today Rangers must beat St Mirren to put Celtic under pressure in the 3 o'clock kickoff against Hearts Celtic have to respond in kind And both teams have to go into next weekend's Old Firm game On nine points Anything else And it's a sore day for one of them In Paisley, Mark Guidi's watching the game alongside Alison Conroy Let's get early team news Good afternoon Gordon It's five changes for Rangers for this afternoon's game in St Mirren After that goal is draw in Ligia Warsaw on Thursday night No changes for St Mirren after that win over Aberdeen a fortnight ago so for St Mirren, it will be Baclav Fasque in goal, a back four of Paul McGinn, Gary McKenzie, Sean McLaughlin and Callum Waters. Then it'll be Ryan Flynn and Sam Foley with the three of Callum McGinn and Tony Andrew and Alexi Dermis. John Obike up top on the bench. McAllister, Beard, Mullen, Moraes, Jokaev, McPherson and Linus. For Rangers, Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Conor Bolton, Philip Hollander and Borna Barisic. A midfielder, Scott Arfield, Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack, Joe Aribo and Jordan Jones. Up top for Rangers, Jermaine Defoe. On the bench, Fodringham, Edmonton, Davis, Halliday, Morelos, King and Hasty. And your referee at Mirren Park is Kevin Clancy. Mark, we'll start with the Rangers team. Those five changes and Philip Hollander finding himself into the starting 11. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that partnership works out with Conor Goldson this afternoon. It certainly shows the options that Stephen Gerrard has available uh, to him now. You look at the bench, it's so strong as well. Stephen Davis on it, Alfredo Morelos, Andy King the new signing and of course you've got up front today you've, he's going with uh, Jermaine Defoe and with uh, two big games coming up before the old term game I think the if you want to call it the number nine role Alison between Morelos and uh, Defoe is very much up for grabs for the game next Sunday What are you expecting here this afternoon obviously Rangers buoyed by that goal with Ron Thursday night they will be, yeah. It was an excellent uh, performance and result for them. I think Stephen Gerrard would have taken that all day long before it. But now they're back to the bread and butter. They're back to another difficult away game. St Mirren have certainly improved since their pre-season form in the Betfred Cup. You would expect Rangers expect them to win today, but they'll have to work hard. There's no gimmies, especially when you come away from home. The, the midfield area of Kamara and Jack and Arebo will be important. Then beyond them, you've, you've got Jordan Jones, who's starting today. Uh, as well, you've got Scott Arfield. I think, I think he's got a really good partnership. It's a really good understanding with him and Defoe. Although they don't play as a natural front two, they almost do with Arfield just kind of coming off him. So I think that the two of them linking together will cause it man a lot of problems. So that is the team news from a sunny Paisley Gordon. Five changes for Rangers and none for St Mirren. Nah, the boys are buzzing. There's a real air of positivity around the club as a whole and um, particularly at the training ground you know the, the standard of the training and the intensity that they're working at just now is uh, is fantastic and um, I think you can see that in you know the, the performances against Hibs and against Aberdeen what I did say to them was we've got to do it consistently you know they've done it against Hibs done it again against Aberdeen we've now just got to churn out another performance similar to that um, again you know they've got a big game in Europe the following week they've got obviously the old firm not so far away either so um, 
you know, we're kind of hoping that they've got bigger fish to fry and, uh, and maybe that will allow us some slight advantage. That was Jim Goodwin, of course, looking ahead to his side welcoming Rangers. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. I'm not really good at predicting score lines or how games are going to go. But what I will say is we, we played against St Mirren um, away last year and it took a, a fluky Daniel Candeus left foot swinger to, to settle the game. Um, they sat in there and made it very difficult for us. They were organised and they had a threat on the counter-attack. And The couple of games I've watched and analysed of St Mirren this season, I predict that they might do something similar. So um, we're going to have to be our best to win this game. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL a cracking fixture to get us up and running this Sunday afternoon yeah looking forward to it Gordon I'm absolutely delighted to be in the studio uh, usually at the games sitting freezing with Alison sunniest day of the year <laughs> and I'm in here with you guys but uh, no I'm looking forward to this game uh, two big games coming up obviously the first one St Mirren Rangers and then Celtic Hearts at Celtic Park I do fancy both Rangers and Celtic to get the three points that they're looking for. It will be a difficult game because St Mirren are full of confidence after obviously getting that vital win against Aberdeen at home a few weeks ago and they'll be looking forward to this today but I just look at that Rangers side Gordon I think it's got too much strength too much power, obviously goals in it as well. Uh, I know Mark's touching on you know the four up front for a challenge on Morelis for next Sunday. I don't see that. I think there's only one starter if everybody's fit, and that will be Morelis. Well, what a beautiful day it is to be playing and and to be going along to the games. I, I hear Jim Goodwin there saying, you know, Rangers have got bigger fish to fry, and you hope that would give them a chance. But the, the problem Jim Goodwin has coming up against us Rangers side is they've made five changes, and you look at the changes that they've made. And it's all quality. You know, it's it's a, a Rangers team far removed from the past two or three seasons where they made changes and it weakened the side. You're looking at the guys who have came in and it's a really strong lineup. Even the front man, you leave Morelos out now, you've got Defoe who's banging form as well. So I think this will be an extremely tough day for St Mirren. I fancy Rangers strongly. The sun is shining, the scene is set yeah. and kick-off in Paisley's coming next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's Paisley in the sunshine for St Mirren against Rangers this afternoon. Rangers still boycotting that goalless draw in Poland in midweek. It will be Vladislav Vladki in goal for St Mirren, a back four of Paul McGinn, Gary McKenzie, Sean McLaughlin and Callum Waters. There will be Ryan Flynn and Sam Foley with the three of Kyle McGinnis, Tony Andrew and Alaski Dermott. Up top for St Mirren will be John Obika for Rangers. Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Gold, Philip Hollander and Borna Barisic. The midfield will be Scott Arfield, Glenn Tamara, Ryan Jack, Joe Aribo and Jordan Jones. Up top for Rangers, it's Jermaine Defoe. As the teams emerge from the tunnel here, Mark Moody expects an entertaining afternoon. It will be, it's a game I'm really looking forward to. Alison, you know, there's no easy games on the road. Rangers have had a good start the season domestically and in the European qualifiers but Stephen Gerrard knows and his players know and the Rangers supporters to our right hand side know that if you want to become league champions if you're absolutely serious about it these are the games that you've got to win you've got to come here and win doesn't matter if it's 1-0, 2-1, 3-2 last minute goal you just come here you win you get the job done and you move on to the next one but St Mirren looking forward to seeing their front three uh, Jim Goodwin has been busy in the market he's compiled players together he needed to do that and um, certainly with the Rangers fullbacks bombing forward as they do, there might be little gaps in there for the White Sipman players to exploit. 
Um, Stephen Gerrard's got a bit of a luxury that he maybe didn't have as much last season. He can make these five changes yeah. and it's still a very strong starting level. Yeah, I mean, I said right at the top, you look at the bench just off the top of the head. Stephen Davis, one of the best midfielders in the country. Alfredo Morelos, arguably the best goal scorer in the country. You've got Andy King who's won the Premiership with Leicester City. They're all on the bench. You'll have three or four big names sitting up in the stand that can't even make the bench um, today. So he's got a strong squad. And he'll just hope it stays that way by the close of play a week uh, a week tomorrow. And he is in the papers this morning saying that he's expecting bids for one or two of his players. Yes. He just hopes that the, that the bids are not big enough for his board to accept. It's something they haven't played a game for a couple of weeks. So they're desperate to make, a, make an impact this afternoon. Yeah, a good one against Aberdeen. A clean sheet as well, which is important. Uh, Jim Goodwin loves a goalkeeper. Haladke, and no wonder he's, he's one of the best uh, in this league. Kevin Clancy gets us underway in Paisley as St Mirren against Rangers. That is the last kick of the game. Let's get the story of it with Alison and Mark. Full time in Paisley, St Mirren nil, Rangers won, and it's a stunning free kick from Borna Barisic which sees Rangers lead with the three points and move to the top of the Premier League. Jermaine Defoe had a chance early on, he was clean through, but he puts his effort back with past the post. Jorabika had a chance for St Mirren 28. It was a cross, but it came off the post before half-time. Brian Jack's low shot was deflected past the post, and Scott Arfield's header was saved by Vlad Kapalatsky. Into the second half, Brian Jack's shot was turned past by the St Mirren keeper before Borna Barisic put Rangers 1-0 up in the 59th minute. A 20-yard free kick curling into the top corner. Jermaine Defoe then had a shot past the far post. Alfredo Morelos had a shot saved and Vladislav Haladzi denied Ryan Jack. Then later on, Kel McAllister crossed the ball to Moraes but it bounced into Alan McGregor's arm which was St Mirren's only real chance of the 90 minutes. Full time in Paisley, St Mirren nil, Rangers 1. Mark Weedy 1-0, a brilliant free kick but all the possession as well. Yeah, it's a great winning goal from uh, Barish. It's in the... The 58 minute, 22, 23 yards out, it all came about because Callum Waters fouled uh, Jermaine Defoe. Defoe was a handful all afternoon, he got filled at the edge of the box, Barisic put it up and it was a well-deserved victory for Rangers. Credit to St Mirren for the way they defended, they defended resolutely for long periods. Uh, you know, it did take a set piece to beat them but in the balance of play it should have been 4-5-1 or five, one, um, to Rangers but they'll, they'll need to find a wee bit more. I thought they were wasteful sometimes with the possession they had. There was good balls in from Tavernier, um, from, from one side in particular. But they didn't put Haladki under uh, enough pressure. But over the piece, as I said at the start of the show, when you're away from home, you just need to come and win the game. And if it's a 1-0 win, that's it. You know, you just win, you get your three points, and you move on, particularly after having a tough game in Poland on Thursday. So, yeah, Rangers should have won by more, could have won by more. But at the end of the day, they've got the three points in the top of the league. A stunning Borna Barisic free kick gives Rangers the points from Paisley. They move top of the table. Now it's over to Celtic. Still time to win a nil. Rangers won. Uh, Mark Greedy, the Rangers players receiving congratulations from the fans. It goes down as an important three points. Uh, who would be your super scoreboard man of the match this afternoon and why? Oh, good question. My super scoreboard man of the match would be between two players... Ryan Jack and Jermaine Defoe and I'll go for Jermaine Defoe he was on for 75 minutes he was a handful he linked up well always showed for the ball uh, he should have scored inside two minutes he's missed a sitter uh, maybe I'm contradicting myself by giving a centre forward <laughs> the man of the match he misses a sitter inside two go minutes Ryan but he's Jack, just man. a clever 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 footballer super scoreboard man of the match Jermaine Defoe uh, Hugh Evans at the m- 
the moment I think most people would acknowledge Not a vintage performance But again yeah. it, it sort of goes back to the same Rhetoric after the Kilmarnock game Three points That's the yeah. priority And then you start looking at the other I, stuff I said to you Gordon before the season started When it comes to Rangers and Celtic now Every league game this season A draw is a disaster A defeat is a calamity Now Rangers have won one nothing. It was bang average With a great goal to win the match It doesn't matter Because it means they're three points ahead of Celtic And Celtic have made A fairly controversial team selection Neil Lennon has to get it right now Celtic must win all three points today Anything else and we'll have a very busy last hour in this programme And a very busy two hours tomorrow night Yeah, let's turn our attentions to that game in the east end of Glasgow Plenty more reaction to come from the game between St Mirren and Rangers We'll hear from both managers soon as well So we will look back on it But let's turn our attentions to Celtic against Hearts with Jim Duffy uh, Jim, the, the, the bio-inclusion is the one that I think gets more people going um, The goalkeeper won Whilst people might disagree And might think Craig Gordon was worthy of his place It's not entirely surprising You can see the logic You can see why If you sign a goalkeeper like that You bring him up to play him The bio one's interesting Because both Griffiths and Edward Are fit and available Yeah, I mean I think when you when you look at the bench Obviously Griffiths, Hayes, John, Johnson as well Has played up front um, Obviously Edward as well Then it tells you that um, Neil Lennon has obviously seen something in training that uh, justifies Bio's selection. So maybe they've had bounce games, you know, uh, closed door stuff, and, and he's maybe looked sharp. He may be again looking to throw the gauntlet down a little bit. And, you know, one or two cynical people might be thinking he's saying to the board, well, listen, this is my options here. But I, I really would like a top class striker, but this is the other option I've got. But I just think that, um, you know, the boy's been around the club now for a, for a, a good few months. Um, you know, so I think you know somewhere along the line, you have to give him an opportunity. You have to see whether he is good enough. For the number of strikers that Celtic have signed over years, I mean, the last six, seven years, they've came and went, never, you know, made the odd appearance here and there, and then just completely disappeared. And some of course a decent bit of money. But um, so from from Bio's uh, perspective, I think really he just he just needs Celtic need a good performance, and to do that, uh, that will help him. I mean, uh, you know, if Celtic are, are flat and not at the pace, then. That doesn't help the player. But if Celtic are up for it today, um, then Bio's one and said no one knows too much about him. You say, well, he's only played eight minutes, I think, in total, yep. Gordon. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely, uh, you know, one, one that no one's got any idea, really, um, how he's going to perform. So, for any player, I think any player making his starting debut, you wish them well. It's like any young player, any new player. So, you wish him well and you, you hope he has a good day. Uh, he was brought in in January of course Jim He's had terrible luck with injuries as well So we've, we've not seen a great deal of him As everyone keeps pointing out But he, he's not. it's not as if he was signed yesterday Like I say he was signed yeah. in January He'll know his teammates, he knows the surroundings he, He'll probably have a good handle On the expectations as well So some of these potential excuses That, that get wheeled out when a player comes in For his first start Maybe don't apply to, to Bio. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but you know, as, as Hughes just said there, there's still a, a degree of expectation on Celtic to go and win this match today and, and, and probably win it, you, you know, comprehensively, although that's not always the case. I'm sure that at the end of the day, they'll just be happy at three points similar to Rangers today, but, you know, when you come in, I mean, it was a different a different manager that brought him in for a start, you know, so he's, he's had to 
you know, maybe try and work his way into that system, and then all of a sudden a new manager comes in, and he's not quite sure who's going to, you know, who's going to get brought in the summer. So there's maybe been a, you know, maybe maybe the boys is, is got a few things to try and sort out. But you know, listen, take all that aside. He's got his starting chance today, and like any player, when you're at a big club, you've got to grab it. You know, that's when you've got to do. It. You've just got to grab it. You've got to roll your sleeves up and give it everything. You know, if you're not involved in the game in terms of the link-up play, go and put defenders under pressure. Go and say to the supporters, hey, listen, I want to be part of this team, I want to be part of this club. And, uh, you know, then if they do that, the fans will get behind them and then that will help his confidence. You subscribe to, well, Mark Wilson's telling us that that's the reality. He's, he's played there on days like this. When you turn up and you get off the team bus as a Celtic player, you go through the back and you find out how Rangers did. So that, that's the reality for both these sides this afternoon. Yeah, even as early on in the season, it's uh, it is ridiculous to be honest with you. You know, how, you know, a few games. I mean, into the season, and, and you can still look at your, your 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 opponents. But listen, I think from Rangers' perspective, they'll be delighted that Celtic are having to look over their shoulder because they haven't had to do that for for years. For years, even if Rangers would have lost, it wouldn't have mattered because Celtic have thought, well, they're not good enough. They'll not they'll not put any pressure on us. But I think even Celtic fans just now are thinking, wait a minute, we need to make sure. We, you know, we keep our standards up because, you know, we don't want uh, this Rangers team look look at this moment in time as if they're better equipped to put in a challenge. And I agree with you. You know, last year they had too many draws in the type of games where they went to Alexis and Merlin. Yeah, they maybe went at their best controlling the game, but there was a lot of times last year where they controlled the game, but then made a silly mistake and uh, it cost them two valuable points. So today, even not being at their best, Barisic again, it will help him as well. You know, he's beginning to be a bit. You know, uh, not so much stick, but I think people on there are quite sure about him. But that will help him confidence as well because people will be talking about him today as being as being the, the the guy that wins the game for Rangers. So I, I think the Celtic fans now know they're in for a challenge, and I think that's part of the reason why, as you say, they might well be uh, looking at the you know listening to, to, to the result coming in and saying, right, okay, now we have to do our job. Mark Guidi, we're just watching it back again. You would have had a good view of that from the, the press box. At St Mirren Park, that is a goal worthy of winning any game from Borna Barisic. Oh yeah, it's a belter. It's unsavable. Um, you know, I always first of all look to question a goalkeeper whenever there's a free kick scored. Um, but from that one, you can't fault Haladke at all. It was up and over the wall. It was proper postage stamp uh, material, and uh, you know Barisic thoroughly enjoyed the moment right in beside the Rangers supporters to, to celebrate, and he deserved it because he has had a little bit of stick. He's also been unlucky. I think with injury, but but I like him because one thing you can tell about him, he wants to do well. He's not a player that actually hides. He does constantly shows maybe not a wee bit of the the luck that, that you need to go and uh, really thrive and prosper at a club the size of Rangers. But I still think um, it can come good. And if I could just put my tuppence worth on in bio, um, Gordon ahead Oof. of Griffiths. If you look at Chris Sutton's column yesterday uh, in the Daily Record, there's one paragraph in it. It says uh, Bio coming on during the week ahead of Griffiths suggests to me that, uh, and this is Chris Sutton's words, that probably Lee Griffiths isn't pulling up cheese at training every week, at, uh, every day at Lennox Town. And um, we know how it works. You, Chris Sutton, will uh, have a good bit of insight as to as to what's going on. And as soon as I read that yesterday, I thought, oh, why? And that's exactly why Neil Lennon does want another striker. And Celtic cannot go the whole season relying on odds and Edward. They I mean, need proper backup. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Mark, it cost the club two million pounds. And you know, the club have to find out whether he's worth playing or not. It's just the the nature of this match, the one immediately before Ibrox. However, it's a good insurance policy to have when you 
got your most expensive player on the bench, Alton Edward, and you can bring him on. And if necessary, Lee Griffith. Uh, so it's controversial, but only until we see him play. I mean, if he has a nightmare, then uh, Neil Lennon will get slaughtered for it. But the jury is out because the trial hasn't taken place yet. And what about this? Things you never thought you would see. Andrew McLean has just sent me a picture from Celtic Park, right in front of him in the press box, is a gentleman with an Arsenal top with Tierney 3 oh, on the back. No. Doesn't hang about. On. Is it him? <laughs> I don't think it's actually him. <laughs> it looks like he's going a bit uh, thin on top. Oh, yeah, that, I think that's, that's, that's it to signify that all is forgiven uh, you were a Celtic legend in the eyes of the fans we forgive you for going to well, well, in, the, in this guy's eye but I wonder what sort of reaction he'll get from those <laughs> sitting round about him mm. right. well. I, think, I, think, I think he's got a, he's got a jersey on but he doesn't have a crash helmet on maybe he's just investing that <laughs> Jim I was going to ask you Jim you know, we've, we've gone on about bio and we've gone on about Fraser Forster but there are other areas of the Celtic team which will come under heavy scrutiny today and I'm talking about Julian and ball and golly. Yeah, I mean, again, as I said, it's a, it's a, a, a you know, a very fickle world we live in when it comes to football queue and, you know, settling in periods are getting shorter and shorter. You know, when a player came to a club, then, you know, they were given a, a significant period of time. And also when players come into clubs, it's much easier, um, you know, get into a settled winning side. But you come in at the start of the season, everyone's a little bit unsure. Uh, and obviously Julian and, and ball and golly signed for a total of £10 million plus then, you know, fans expect immediate performances. And I actually think Julian's looking more nervous than Bolingoli. I think Bolingoli's been a bit hung out to dry at times because he's an attacking fullback. He's not a natural defensive fullback. And as far as I'm led to believe, it was a target from Celtic for many, many months. It wasn't this, it wasn't a, oh, listen, you know, Tierney's left, let's go out and rush out and buy someone. By all accounts, this was a, a target from Celtic for way back. And, uh, you know, so it's not as if they're not fully aware of Ball and Golly's strengths. So I think he'll still be a decent player for Celtic. I think he'll still suit the way Celtic play. Um, I think Europe, I think, you know, a lot of teams need fall guys and he seems to be the fall guy. But Julian, for me, you bring a centre-back a in for £7 million. Pounds, you know, again, you do your research, your homework. Uh, you would expect a player like that to be, have no problem really playing for Celtic let's be honest I mean Celtic dominate most games they're in and you would think a player like that should be assured should be accomplished should be confident but he just looks nervous to me OK it finished in Mirren Rangers won in Paisley Celtic against Hearts is 40 minutes away we're going to hear from Neil Lennon and Craig Levine and get reaction from Paisley next The winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard St Mirren nil Rangers 1 was the full time score from Paisley 35 minutes until kickoff between Celtic and Hearts and it's uh, we're midway through a fantastic day Hugh Keevans yeah. there's lots to play for lots of intrigue Borna Barisic the match winner for Rangers I'm yeah. not sure many people would have predicted that and it's the team lines already from Celtic Park causing the debate Fraser Forster returns to the club goes straight back in and Bio up front instead of Lee Griffiths or Rodson Edward Is it to be that kind of day? Barisic scores the winner for Rangers Will Bio get the winner for Celtic? Um, I still think there are areas of the Celtic side other than Bio and Forster that have to be looked at. Again, Christopher Ayer, outstanding central defender, right back. Ball and Golly, prolonged case of stage fright so far at Celtic. 
But still there We'll Julia. get the clean sheet in Europe To be fair is, is this not becoming A little bit over the top All this stuff I'm, I'm not saying they were brilliant By any means But if Julian and Ball and Golly Keep a clean sheet in Europe The point They're not on the, the right track The point I was about to raise Is that In the final week Of the transfer window Celtic still have work to do I think They are still light At the back for me well, yeah, uh, you're thinking a numbers game. You can't deny that because yeah. you know Ayers having to play right back, and there is no backup left back. Yeah, they need a couple of players in, especially at the back. Who's right? I'm with Jim Duffy in this one. I've watched Ball and Golly. Yeah, he's come in for a bit of criticism, but there's something about him. I like him. Uh, he gets forward. Um, he comes in the park a lot. Um, I think that's a habit he's got. But I just think that he can play for Celtic. I think he needs a bit of time to settle in. Julian. On the other hand, I'd, I've watched him and, you know, he's he's one of these guys that probably will settle into the, the Scottish game once he gets the pace of it. Uh, but he does look a bit nervous, but going to clubs, he just takes the time to settle in and it'll be interesting to see how they two perform this afternoon. But they do need numbers in for cover, Gordon. You will hear from Stephen Gerrard and Jim Goodwin as soon as we possibly can. Let's hear from Neil Lennon and Craig Levine, though, ahead of the game coming up at three o'clock. Maybe one or two changes, but um, you know they're playing well. The momentum of the team is good, so we don't want to upset it too much. We made an outstanding start to the league campaign, which again has been somehow somewhat overlooked. But we want to maintain that that form, particularly at home. You don't want to make wholesale changes. We'll see how hot time is. You know, first of all. Um, and then he may come back into our thinking. You know, Beto may come into our thinking and Chan may come into our thinking. So, and then Olsen came off feeling a little bit crampy, so we'll have to assess him as well. I think they're, they're a really good side. Obviously, when, whenever there's a managerial change, things change. Um, and I'm sure Lenny's still finding his way. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that they've still got more players to come in. Obviously, everybody makes... Uh, judgments based on each match that passes. I look at it and they've won... Two league games scored 12 goals, I think, yeah, successful nearly everywhere he's been, so he'll get that sorted out as well. And then there's always you know, problems when you go into a new club and things change, so, you know. And as I say, I started the season particularly in the league in, in really good form, and I expect Celtic to, the Celtic that played the two league games to turn up at, uh, at this game on. Jim Duffy, Craig Levine, the man, sort of sticking up for Celtic there because... Any negativity that, that has been around from Celtic fans or from anyone else came on the back of the Cluj game in Europe and the less than convincing Betfred Cup performance against Dunfermline. And the league form has been overlooked. We're only two games in and re- Celtic have maximum points and plus 10 goal difference. Yeah. So if you had offered Neil Lennon that at the start of the season, I'm pretty sure he would have taken it. Yeah, and scored three uh, against Cluj at home, scored two against the Fairman, scored two against AIK. So... Listen, goal scoring hasn't been an issue. Um, obviously, that one game um, almost, um, you, you know, made it so difficult. Or didn't almost made it so difficult um, for Neil Lennon because just the, the you know, there was almost an instant judgment on him in that one particular game. And like I think Craig Levine, like any manager, will always understands the difficulty that managers have. You're judged game to game, and he he had to got to the neck after the Betfred and. There was a lot of Hearts fans very unhappy about Hearts' performances and then they go and have a, a couple of good ones and, you know, it just calms everything down. But Neil Lennon is saying in his, in his interview there, you know, he, he maybe feels if when they won, like against AIK, clean sheet 2-0, it doesn't get the same publicity as a negative performance, a negative result. 
and I think that's fair. I think, but I think that's always the case. I think that the fact is, it's a lot of um, fans thought that Celtic were better than Cluj, and therefore they should win that game, and that's the reason why the criticism came out, rather than actually losing a game in a qualifying tie. So, but listen, you know, again, the, the players have got to, they've got to accept that. I mean, Mark knows better than anybody. He was at Celtic for a number of years, so therefore. You know the expectation demands the success rate. Obviously, um, they've been, you know, phenomenal the last three years domestically. So it's hard to continue that. But the, that's the that's the standards they have to meet. Just going back to the team a little bit. I'm just looking at the squad. I'm, I'm not. They may well play a three at the back. You know, we beat on IR and 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 uh, Julian uh, Julian in the back three with Ball and Golly, maybe Forrest Way. Just looking because I've got a good number of central midfielders. We. we Cham Brown and McGregor in the middle of the pitch Christie playing off Bio so looking that would maybe look a little bit better balanced although again it's not perfect for Forrest but but that's maybe just the one guy that might just look a little bit out of position there rather than shifting a few around so that could be the case but listen you're, you're a manager of Celtic uh, you've got to you, you take all the plaudits when it's going at the end of the season when they won the cup and uh, the job was announced I'm sure Neil Lennon was absolutely thrilled and then if you, he knows you're only you're only a game, maybe two games at max away from a crisis. Uh, Mark Guidi, you were the, the the first one on the show, I think, to really hammer home the point or the suggestion that Celtic needed a new goalkeeper and we're going to go for one. That man's Fraser Foster, and he's in this afternoon. Yeah, I have to say though, I'm slightly surprised. I was discussing it with Alison, and I thought that. Uh, Craig Gordon would still get the, the nod bearing in mind that he has to play um, in Europe but uh, I do know that, that, that Neil, Lennon, Neil Lennon was a situation that he'd wanted to address for four or five weeks and uh, it was trying to get the right one in and get the right one over the line and, and um, go and do it and um, if he had his first choice it would have been Fraser Forster all day long so it's a good bit of business might just be a wee bit unfortunate that, it's, that he's not come in sooner in terms of the the, uh, the Champions League um, qualification uh, and that's a gamble you take when, when you when you wait and you don't bring in people uh, quicker but he's got him in now and uh, that'll make Neil Lennon feel so much more confident um, in what his, his team can do defensively How does the position of goalkeeper change then in terms of if this was a striker people would be saying well you can't throw him straight in because he, he's not had any match time and he's barely played recently is, is it different for a goalkeeper? Uh, I will. It is, but there's still there's still sharpness. I think it, you know you still be training every day, and it, it more come down to really your sharpness of mind, Gordon, your decision making. You know, do I come, do I stay, that kind of thing. You know, just getting the ball at his feet, getting the, the, the habit of things like that again, in, in a pressured uh, environment. But um, you know, it's not like, as we all know, he's not running about for 90 minutes. It's not like he's going to be subbed after an hour and get an hour under his belt. So he's in there to go and work and. Um, you know, it's something that Neil Lennon wanted uh, to do. And as, and as Hugh said there, 20 minutes ago, he's made two massive decisions today. One is to play Fraser Foster, and the other is to play uh, Bio. And uh, it's something that could backfire, or that's something that could make you know Neil Lennon look ever so good and, and, and making the right decisions. Yeah, because he got pelters for playing Callum McGregor left back against uh, Cluj. Um, people were hanging him out to dry for that saying more or less that cost the tie that's not the case uh, but it did have an adverse effect on Celtic so he's clearly a brave guy Neil Lennon he will do it his way uh, and if he wants Forster to start in goal that's what will happen and if he wants Bio to get his first start in a league match 
That's what will happen as well The last seven meetings Between these sides At Celtic Park Jim have all ended In a Celtic victory That the last Positive result If you like That Hearts managed Was a nil-nil draw Back in 2015 Craig Levine Has during that period Admitted himself That he's set the team up wrong What type of setup Will we expect from them today? Yeah well that's what I said uh, You know Earlier on uh, You know that, that Hearts haven't You know even Come to anywhere has got to be honest With this uh, Celtic part or Ibrox, you know, they've, they've, they've just really underperformed. And at the start of last season, they were, you know, they came right out the tracks, were flying, they were scoring goals, top of the league. And then they come to, to, to Celtic Park and they just look as if, you know, they're, 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 they're frightened of their lives and rather than really be positive and take the game to Celtic. But I don't see it being any different today. I, I, I think that they'll, they'll be 4 5 1 or 4 1, 4 1 perhaps with Glenn Whelan sitting in front of the, the back four and um, you know, looking to play on the counter you know and they'll, they'll try and make it uh, uncomfortable again um, King Levine's side are normally very well drilled well, well organised and they know that this is a Celtic crowd coming today expecting you know goals expecting you know to, to pay pepper on the Hearts goal and if that's not happening if they're stifling the game if they're slowing the game down then it'll frustrate not just the players but it'll frustrate the fans and obviously that'll be Craig Levine's hope that um, that transmits onto the Celtic players then they get a little bit nervous so it's really up to Celtic to start the game well keep the tempo high and not let it drop as far as Hearts concerned they'll be the completely opposite slow the game down you know make sure we you know we don't give Celtic the impetus early and uh, as I said they've got a bit of presence their team as they always do set plays will be vital for Hearts they, you know they work on them and they're strong at them but um, I can see them playing not not exactly the same as, as St Mum today, but I do think they'll drop off and keep it tight and try and get bodies behind the, the, the ball and try and frustrate Celtic. I just can't see them coming out any different to that. Will Craig Levine be encouraged when the team line comes through his dressing room door and he sees that Eduard and Griffiths aren't on it? That's not to say that Bio might not be brilliant this afternoon. He might bang in a hat-trick and this conversation will sound ridiculous when you play it back. But that's the way football works, is it not? You look for the main danger men in the opposition team and you're a little bit more optimistic when you find out that they're not playing. Yeah, I think any key player's missing, you know, for, for top teams. I mean, you, when you get in the dressing room, you see the opposition, or oh, he's missing. Yeah, you know they've got an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, there's always maybe two or three players you think, yeah, I'm glad he's not playing. I think even Lee Griffiths, because, you know, he's affinity with Hibernian and, you know, the way he likes to score the goals against Hearts and all these kind of things. And you might think, well, he might have been up for it today. So... You know, it's one of those ones where I think, yeah, Edward's not playing, Griffiths is not playing, you know, you know, any kind of little help at all um, you try and use as a manager to try and say to the players, listen, you know, this is a, a bit, at the same token, there is that unpredictability of bio because the players don't really know, the Hearts players really won't know what to expect, whereas at least if you're up against someone uh, li- likes Edward or Griffiths, okay, it's still hard to deal with, but at least you know them, whereas uh, an unfamiliar uh, player can sometimes um, you know just throw you off guard a little bit uh, the experience of Glenn Whelan is that the, the main factor for, for why he's in today uh, he's a good player I mean he has experience but I, I don't think it's just experience I think it's just the fact is again I get back to the, the kind of St Mum game it's not defined their season um, St Mum they'll look to try and make themselves difficult as they did today and Hearts will be the same they'll try and get a structure which allows them to play and Glenn Whelan being part of that but what they want is a, a much better performance against, I think, against Celtic. I think they've underperformed too many times. So they'll, first and foremost, they'll look for a, 
a strong, disciplined performance. And Glenn Whelan, as I said, I'll take the ball all day. He won't be phased playing against Scott Brown or Callum McGregor or anything like that. He'll, he'll feel he's more than a match for him and more than comfortable of playing at that level. And, and to be fair, I mean, he's, he's a, as I said, he's been a, a really good player throughout his career. And uh, as, as I mentioned, I, I, I do think that's a, a really good signing um, for Hearts. I mean, they've got some younger players in there, like Hickey, the young fullback and stuff. But getting a top-class experienced player into your midfield, I think, is, uh, is good business for Hearts. Yeah, I mean, you look at through that Hearts team, Gordon, and just to, to sort of add to what Jim was saying there, although they've had a bit of bad press for the, some of the performances in the Betfred Cup and then the way they started the league, they looked better against Motherwell And you, you look at some of the individuals They're missing Stephen Naismith still But there's a few decent players in there Yeah we were at the game at, uh, for Park Gordon The one thing I did notice Was it was only time uh, That Craig Levine decided to play football uh, Usually it's just uh, the long ball up to the front men And try and work off the second balls I think that they have got decent players The two centre-halves are decent as well um, you know, Whelan brings that bit of experience into the middle of the park. Uh, Washington up front uh, can get a goal for you. I think it's a big day for them. They're sitting second bottom. They've got one point. That's not good enough. Difficult place to go. Obviously, Celtic Park, the record there isn't good. I think they will sit in and just try and get something out of this game, like St. Mirren. Uh, they'll try for the set plays and stuff like that because they are a threat at that and they work very hard at it. But uh, I know that the boys are touching on Yeah, it's a boost for hearts When you see Edward and Griffiths on the bench But looking at that Celtic team I think they've got enough at, at home to go and win this OK, we're building up towards kick-off Between Celtic and Hearts And we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard Looking back on Rangers' victory He's coming next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard we are 15 minutes away from kick-off between Celtic and Hearts Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale are in the studio Mark Guidi still with us at St Mirren Jim Duffy is looking ahead to things at Celtic Park Let's get the thoughts of Stephen Gerrard A big three points for him and Paisley this afternoon Here's what he had to say at full time I think we knew what we were going to face today uh, And on the back of a tough European game and the travel a hot day, sticky pitch uh, against a team that's well organised that's going to do everything they can to take something from the game uh, the challenge become even tougher as the game went on I thought we were getting into the right areas of the pitch but we lacked a little bit of cutting edge in the final third so it always fell from the side it was going to take a moment of brilliance from, from one of my front men or one of my wide men or a really well executed free kick and thankfully Bonus stepped up he deserves all the credit he gets because I've seen him do that many a times on the training pitch but it's alright doing it there when no one's there you've got to do it in big moments so fair play to him You can see what it meant to him but also how pleased the other players were for him as well Well he's a, he's a good lad I think he'd be the first to admit that he's played well at times and maybe uh, underperformed at times but he got his opportunity today and he certainly took it with both hands not just because of the free kick I thought his all round defending his all round game was strong and that's what we're going to need because if we get the chance to go Thursday, Sunday it's very, very difficult to get everyone recovered and fresh ready for the next challenge so there's going to be changes and then when people come in they have to perform well and that's what Bourne has done When you look at your squad this season it's five changes today are you in a, a much better position now that you can make that many changes and, and, and be comfortable? Look, I, I won't do that all the time I have to wait and see basically what the European game takes out of certain people. Obviously, we lost Shea today. That he got a kick at the end of the game and didn't recover in time. Um, so it was disappointing we didn't have him. But people are really waiting in the wings for opportunities to train them well. So I've got to believe in them and have confidence in them. And that's the reason why I made the amount of changes today. 
Um, I'm sure criticism will fly if I don't get it right. I understand that. But I've got to think what's best for the team and the squad over the course of a season if it becomes a 55-60 game season. And Mark Guidi, Stephen Gerrard, they're all too aware that you're going to get days like this in this division, particularly away from home teams that are just determined to stop you playing. And you have to find different ways of, of coming up with it. I'm sure he would have loved to carve St Mirren open time and time again. But if you need a moment of quality, well, that, that's why you sign guys that are, are capable of it. Yeah, Boris has pr- pr- provided that uh, for him. It, it was a terrific finish. There's no getting away from that. Without seeing every goal, it will be hard to beat that for goal of the weekend. Um, that's for sure. They did carve St Mirren a couple of times. The four, the couple of chances didn't hit the target. One in the second half um, as, as well. But, um, you know... Looking at the way St Mirren had defended, and as I said, after 28, 28, 9 minutes of the first half, they were camped right in 10 players, 11 players, 20, 25 yards out. So Rangers did show patience, and I think you've got to credit them for that. They didn't panic, they, and they got the goal um, a nice time too. So when you look at that, going one up after 58 minutes, and then they, they, St Mirren created one chance with three or four minutes to go. But over the piece, Rangers were um, very comfortable and maybe the only disappointment for them will be uh, for Stephen Gerrard would be that maybe they won by 2 um, or 3 nil. but we said at the top that's two away games Rangers have had now one at Rugby Park one here in Plaisey they've won both games by one goal they've had to dig in in both games um, in different moments and as we say if you want to become league champions you've got to go on the road and win games and so far Rangers have answered every question that's been put in front of them And is that the benefit of having that season under his belt now For Stephen Gerrard Knowing what to expect Because it's all very well people saying to you Oh listen teams will sit in and, and make it difficult for you But perhaps you don't really understand the full extent of it Until you're there And you're the man that's tasked with finding a solution Yeah I mean I, I would imagine if, if Stephen Gerrard If he was completely honest might say You know maybe at times I underestimated How difficult it was going to be when you're on the road Because every player Motherwell, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, Command. I mean, look at it, they, dro- they dropped 10 points to Command last season. They do lift their game. That's what happens, and maybe he just didn't quite expect it to be um, as much as that. You also take into account the amount of changes that he had to make, the, the team and squad that inherited in terms of, of, of morale, in terms of, of confidence. I mean, I can't remember exactly, but he inherited a team that were off the back of four or five goal defeats to Celtic so um, I think the progress that he's made and I said it last season after about October time that I think the Rangers have, have got themselves an exceptional young manager with huge potential and I think now that he's 12, 14 months into the job he's, he's shown that in lots but the big tests are still to come he's still to win a trophy he's still to go and beat Celtic over 38 games and there is absolutely no doubt that he is expected to go and do that this season and he knows that yeah, um, now he is top of the league Albeit perhaps for an hour But he is top of the league And the pressure switches to Neil Lennon and to Celtic Hearts have one point from their first two games One point from the first three games And the pressure grows on Craig Levine He's already had the vote of confidence from Anne Budge In the newspapers this morning But I think there's an obligation on Hearts' part To try and get something out of this game at Celtic Park today so that will make it even more intense. Uh, but it's very, very simple. In our uncomplicated little world here, Rangers are three points ahead of Celtic. If Celtic don't get to equality by beating Hearts, we've got a very, very difficult last hour on our hands here. OK, Mark Queenie, the Celtic game is not too far away. You have pretty much done your business for this afternoon. So before we Pleasure. bid you farewell, just give us your, your closing thoughts on, on the game. What, what did you take away from it all in conclusion? 
Uh, Rangers have got a very good team. There's, there's real strength and depth. I mean, I look just to my left-hand side uh, when Alice and I are sitting in the press box and you see Katic, um, you know, you see other players sitting there, you know, um, Graham Jamie Dorn, Murphy was Jamie, in there Jamie as well, was sitting as well. We signed Stephen McGinn um, in the second half. So you see the quality that's there. Now, there's still eight days to go. Um, if some serious money comes in or if you can get two or three players out of the door I think Rangers are in a position where they can afford to do that I'm sure the board will be happy to see the wage bill um, being trimmed um, a little bit uh, that's for sure but if if he can keep his main players between now and a week on, on Monday and I don't expect anybody to be sold I don't think whether it's Morelos or Tavernier or Arfield or whoever you want to mention that there's going to be that crazy a bid that they're going to accept it, uh, particularly now when they know that the, the league's in their sights and they want to take Celtic all the way this season. Um, I think the squad will stay intact. I can't see him adding to the squad, um, but I think he's got a, a very good squad. And a squad now, he knows, I just said a minute ago, that he will be expected to go and deliver the league title this season with that squad, and rightly so. Right, go and enjoy the sun. Don't worry about us. We'll be inside for another three hours or so, but you, you're off the hook. OK, thanks for that. Take Enjoyed care. it. Mark Guiri at St Mirren against Rangers uh, Where it finished St Mirren nil, Rangers 1 And we're about to turn our attention solely uh, To the game in the east end of Glasgow Mark Wilson kick off fast approaching Yeah well the Celtic players know what they have to do uh, I said during the Rangers game That all, uh, all be uh, only three games into our season There's still that edginess towards things no doubt about it the Celtic players would have had a quick look just before they went out for their warm up how that game finished so they know what they have to do I don't think Neil Lennon and the Celtic players will be particularly concerned about the performance I think the fans will want a a decent performance but the result is paramount coming back off a European game is always difficult so the three points is all important if they win 1-0 the way Rangers did today I think Neil Lennon will take that all day long Andrew McLean put the picture of the Celtic fan Wearing the Arsenal shirt with Tierney 3 on the back yeah. Let's say it's getting a A mixed, a mixed response yeah. I think we'll settle for that You'll find that on Twitter I think I've retweeted it as well So yeah, you can have a look at that one Brave guy <laughs> Absolutely I'm going to go in a couple of weeks to Celtic With Wilson 12 <laughs> See the reaction oh, You get lauded <laughs> Moments away from kickoff at Celtic Park And it's coming next as it happens and your reaction from five on the open line this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Welcome back to Celtic Park we're just moments away from kickoff between Celtic and Hearts here Jim Duffy here with me Andrew McLean I'll give you a recap of the teams before we get into it for Celtic three changes Gordon Johnson and Edward drop out Fraser Forster comes in for his second Celtic debut and it's the first start for Bayo as well Olivier Cham comes in as well it's Fraser Forster in goal could be a back four of Ayer, Julian Beaton and Bolingoli, Brown and McGregor sitting with Forrest Champ and Christie in behind Bio. The substitutes, Gordon, Ralston, Hayes, Schwed, Johnson, Griffiths and Edward for Hearts. It looks like a 4-1, 4-1 for them. Jamie Walker, he's got a long-term injury. He drops out and it's Glenn Whelan that comes in for his debut. So it's Joel Pereira that starts in goal. A back four of Michael Smith, Christoph Berra, Craig Halkett and Alan Hickey. Glenn Whelan looks as if he'll sit in front of the back four with Jake Mulraney Loic Kamur, Andrew Irving and Sean Clare behind the lone striker Connor Washington the substitutes Doyle, White, Bazanich, Ikpiezu Brandon Dickamon and Henderson the referee for this one 
is Willie Collum. It's an interesting day, this gym, because with Rangers playing earlier, we, we got a taste for it when we were walking into the stadium, and there was even a couple of employees here that, that were asking us, oh, you know, what, what's the Rangers score? And you, you can sense that this season that there does seem to be, you know, eyes significantly over in the other side of, of the city, or, or Paisley, as it were, today. Yeah, of course. I mean, that, that's the thing. As I said, uh, you know, the, I think there's a definite challenge this year. I think the Celtic fans sense it, and therefore they're interested probably for the first time in a few years of what the score is uh, across the road because they know it could have an impact uh, and where the title eventually falls but Celtic now as the, as the game kicks off uh, you know will have to just completely focus on their jobs you know domestically they've still been very very good okay they weren't brilliant against them Fairman, but they managed to see them off to get to the quarterfinals um, but in the, in the two league games prior to that they've been absolutely magnificent so their, their domestic form being very very good and then they had a terrific result against AIK during the week a 2-0 clean sheet puts them in a very strong position to, to get uh, into the qualifying uh, group stages sorry, of the Europa League so yeah one bad performance they've probably had this year even one bad half really uh, and, uh, but being at Celtic that's the, the, the nature is that that gathers maybe unfair criticism at times but Hearts today will come here, they'll make it difficult, they'll be stuffy opponents, they'll try and keep possession, try and slow the game down, uh, but Celtic will have to come out the blocks, the fans expect it, fantastic atmosphere at Celtic Park, and uh, a beautiful day. Great conditions for it here in the east end of Glasgow, just about to kick off for Celtic against Hearts. And it is full time at Celtic Park, it's finished against Hearts, let's get the story with Andrew McLean and Jim Duffy. Celtic 3, Hearts 1, the full time score from Celtic Park, it was a dream first start for Bayo as he bagged a brace to give Neil Lennon's side all three points. The warning signs were there early on for Hearts, 25 minutes in. Bayo got free from a corner. His header was saved, though, by Joel Pereira. He managed to get the better of the Hearts keeper four minutes later, though, and it was a scrappy one, but they all count, don't they? Across from the left from James Forrest, Bayo showing good determination to get in between the centre-backs, and it looks like it bounced off him rather than a defender and ended up in the back of the net. Into the second half, and it was Cal McGregor that made it two, and what a strike it was as well. Left-footed, edge of the box, clean as you like, into the bottom corner to double their lead. And Bayo scored his second an hour in. Christopher Iyer with a low cross from the right. Bayo slid in at the edge of the six-yard box to help it along into the bottom corner. And there was to be a consolation for Hearts. Scott Brown bringing down Sean Clare in the box. Penalty given. Connor Washington, he stepped up to take, but on his return to Celtic Park, Fraser Forster saved it, although he did parry it straight back into the middle of the box for Washington to find the back of the net at the second attempt. Jim Duffy, Neil Lennon will be happy with that. Yeah, I think he'll be absolutely delighted. I mean, uh, you know, Celtic were comprehensive winners, um, never looked in any doubt. It's living in else. When, when, when Hearts went 4-4-2, we had Piazza up front with Washington, they get a goal back, they then have a little bit more of a goal without Fraser Forster really being tested. But a little bit more energy about the team but up until that point Celtic were very very comfortable and obviously Bayo scoring the two goals his second goal in particular we mentioned at half time with Christopher Iyer getting down that right could he just put the right ball in it this time he did he's just hard and low across the face and Bayo making that trademark strikers run going the knows all about it getting across the defender a lovely little flick round the corner no doubt about that one and a terrific starting debut for Bayo and uh, as I said you know thoroughly deserved victory for Celtic and the third goal where McGregor Carl McGregor again picks the ball up I think it was Defoe, um, uh, Damour sorry um, he was he, one of those ones where you've got to get adapted to Scottish football very quickly the ball got knocked out about 25-30 yards out I think he thought he'd all day he tried to let the ball run past him McGregor just took it off him 
got it on his left foot and smashed it into the bottom corner. Terrific goal again from a, a top-class player, but overall Celtic were rarely tested um, at the back. Julian, you're very comfortable at a men's half-time with a couple of slack passes, but defensively, it's a big, strong, physical boy. But he didn't really have anything, really th uh, any threat to see if he could put him under any pressure. But he strolled through the game, ball and golly, again, OK, nothing nothing to worry about because Hearts didn't really put any pressure on him. And Celtic, as I said, they were comprehensive victors and three very good goals. But more importantly, I think, um, Bios said to the manager, thanks very much. Uh, you know, I justified your selection. Neil Lennon got it right. He got a bit of stick um, a few weeks ago with his team selection. So anybody that's come on the phone tonight, I think you have to give due praise because he got it bang on uh, today for his, uh, for his team and uh, the performance. Well, the Celtic fans singing Bio's name as the Celtic team walk around the pitch and applaud the fans at the end of the game. Neil Lennon's side back to the top of the table on goal difference. The full-time score here at Celtic Park. Celtic 3, Hearts 1. Who would be your super scoreboard man of the match this afternoon, Jim Duffy? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt it's going to be Bio. I mean, I have to say, Beaton ran him close because he just had that raking 60-yard ball in his locker. He must have had a bit easy, about seven or eight of them out to Christopher Ayer. I couldn't quite understand why um, you know, there was so narrow in there, um, Hearts, because he, he was just playing like a winger almost, because again, we mentioned Christie was in the right, so he just kept coming in, taking a little boy, the young boy Hickey in with him, and I was just getting the freedom of the pitch to play on, but you have to have the quality to find him, and beat on, had plenty of quality, but he just kept that ball, sort of almost in the old left half position, and raking it out time after time, a joy to watch. So he was excellent, but Bayo has to get the man of the match for his two goals. Craig Levine doesn't go into a game like this with a great deal of goodwill in the tank from some Hearts fans. Jim, I know there wouldn't have been a, a huge number of them today. Could you get any gauge on, on how frustrated or otherwise they were? No, I mean, Hearts fans went there. So the Hearts players went down and applauded their fans. It's a difficult one. You know, again, I know we will look at Andrew Irvin, Andy, uh, Aaron Hickey. Obviously, he brought on Jamie Brandon. Um, young young players, you know, and again, that's something that managers will need time to try and develop. And Hearts do have some talented young players. Um, I thought Glenn Whelan had a decent a decent debut in terms of, you know, again, hardly gave the ball away, but obviously they couldn't push up and put any pressure on Celtic really. Um, so it's, it's hard to it's, it's hard to say. I think Hearts were pretty punchless uh, up until I say the last ten minutes. Once they get that goal, they, they had a wee bit more of a go. Where, as I said, EPAs were up front with Washington, but by that time Celtic, you know, were comfortable and, and Fraser Foster, other than that, you know, penalty save really had very, very little to do throughout the game. Important three points for Celtic, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, absolutely vital that they go to Ibrooks on nine points, the same as Rangers, and now it all comes down to that particular game. Europe will take care of itself, but we have a major domestic issue here, and that is do Celtic get nine in a row? And therefore a down payment on 10 Or the Rangers stop it here and now So this is the first of four And it will stop the country in its tracks at noon next Sunday Yeah I think it was important for both uh, teams to get the three points afternoon Gordon uh, It wasn't about performances Because there's two massive games coming up Starts on Thursday Rangers at home Celtic away and then the one that everybody's waiting for, uh, the first Old Firm of the season next Sunday, which I think will be an absolute cracker. Looking forward to that. Both teams are nine points. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. 
Listen, nothing happened today that I didn't expect it to happen. Rangers away at St Mern expected them to win comfortably, albeit just 1-0, but they were as comfortable as a 1-0 gets. And Celtic expected pretty much what happened at Hearts. Hearts to make it difficult in the opening periods, but Celtic, once they got the goal, they would fall on with more. And that's exactly what happened. So set up nicely for next week's game at Ibrox. The floor is yours Let's hear from you On the open line 0141 951 1025 The lines are open right now So give us a call And tell us what you made Of your team's performance Today Rangers got the ball Rolling early on Borna Barisic With the free kick To win the game Against St Mirren Is is that the moment He kick starts His Rangers career How do you see The week progressing And what about you Celtic fans Bio Has he given Neil Lennon Something to think about In the forward positions In the coming weeks Let's hear from you all 0141 951 1025 And the open line Is next After they play You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson Gordon DL And Jim Duffy Are here to take your calls So let's hear all your thoughts On a busy weekend Of Scottish football Were you at the games today Or did you watch them On television Maybe you just listened to us What did you make of them Who was good Who was bad Who was somewhere in the middle And for Celtic and Rangers fans How does this set you up For a massive week ahead European qualifiers On Thursday And the first Old Firm game of the season On Sunday 0141 951 1025 The floor is yours It's been a big day Hugh Keevans Every Celtic fan will say They will win at Ibrox And every Rangers fan will say Rangers will win at Ibrox That's the the nature of the beast We're a week away from the game You can promise everything and anything Uh, It'll be an almighty showdown uh, because of that international break You've got two weeks to live with the result Good or bad uh, And at some point in the week We'll be obliged to give our prediction of how it will all go But first of all They have European matches to get out the way And qualification for the Champions uh, For the Europa League group stages to take care of Yeah, Both teams done a thoroughly professional job today Never easy coming off the back of a European game but the two teams did what was asked today And Hugh's right Before next Sunday comes They've got some hard fixtures You know, Celtic away in Europe Very difficult And Rangers obviously at home But like a Warsaw You've seen what they've got to offer They've got pace and attack So that's not going to be a tra- uh, straightforward game either So got those two games out the way And then the big one It's finally balanced I mean, it, it takes a brave man to predict next Sunday's game But I'm sure we'll come to that later on in the week We'll hear from Neil Lennon as soon as we possibly can And Craig Levine for that matter Let's remind ourselves of what Stephen Gerrard had to say At full-time Rangers fans What did you make of the performance at St Mirren today? I think we knew what we were going to face today Uh, And on the back of a tough European game And and the travel A hot day, sticky pitch uh, Against a team that's well organised That's going to do everything they can to take something from the game Uh, The challenge become even tougher as the game went on I thought we were getting into the right areas of the pitch But we lacked a little bit of cutting edge in the final third So... It always fell from the side. It was going to take a moment of brilliance from, from one of my front men or one of my wide men or a really well-executed free kick. And thankfully, Bonus stepped up. He deserves all the credit he gets because I've seen him do that many a times on the training pitch. But it's all right doing it there when no one's there. You've got to do it in big moments. So, fair play to him. You can see what it made to him, but also how pleased the other players were for him as well. Well, he's a good lad. I think he'd be the first to admit that he's played well at times and maybe uh, underperformed at times. But he got his opportunity today and he certainly took it with both hands. Not just because of the free kick, I thought his all-round defending, his all-round game was strong. And that's what we're going to need because 
if we get the chance to go Thursday, Sunday, it's very, very difficult to get everyone recovered and fresh, ready for the next challenge. So there's going to be changes. And then when people come in, they have to perform well, and that's what Bourne has done. When you look at your squad this season, it's five changes today. Are you in a, a much better position now that you can make that many changes and, and, and be comfortable? Look, I, I won't do that all the time. I have to wait and see basically what the European game takes out of certain people. Obviously, we lost Shea today. That He got a kick at the end of the game and didn't recover in time. Um, so it was disappointing we didn't have him. But people are really waiting in the wings for opportunities to train them well. So I've got to believe in them and have confidence in them. And that's the reason why I made the amount of changes today. Um, I'm sure criticism will fly if I don't get it right. I understand that. But I've got to think what's best for the team and the squad over the course of a season if it becomes a 55-60 game season. So Jim Duffy in the bigger picture here Both Celtic and Rangers Keeping up their 100% records at the start of the league season uh, Both 3 out of 3 uh, Even in, in recent seasons Last season Celtic had already dropped points by then uh, Celtic, uh, Rangers sorry Haven't necessarily come flying out the traps either So they're, they're doing all they can do In different types of tests at the moment Yeah I mean again uh, That's what, what I think everyone would expect them To have 9 points from 9 And, and I think they should have um, but you know it's not always as easy as that. It's not always. I mean, it's not. It's not a gimme to win these matches. We've seen both teams today had to work for their victories, albeit both deserve to win. But you know the opposition are not going to just hand it to them. They're not just thinking, oh, there's Rangers, there's Celtic. You know, we'll turn up and give the game. They'll make it difficult by organisation, by effort, by attitude. Ultimately, um, the, the the two the two bigger teams have got the quality, and that that's the thing. Barisic's free kicks, absolute quality. I mean, the, the the goals that Celtic scored today, particularly the second one in particular to put the game to bed, was a terrific quality. So you know, if you've got that extra quality, um, then eventually you find a solution. But listen, something's got to give next week, and that's that's where the test. And you know, all week we'll have the varying opinions from from all the callers. But uh, it'll be it'll be on the day who handles the occasion. It's, it's a, a big occasion. Uh, in Scottish football, um, you know, and again, as I said, there'll be a test for both teams, and, and this will be the, f- you know, I, I do think Thursday will have a bearing. Though. I do think Thursday will have a bearing, on it. I think if both teams get through, of course, they go there. But if there is any slip up from any team, that can definitely, you know, put a bit more pressure on you. So I think they've got to get, they've got to focus on Thursday first. I mean, we can talk about <laughs> about Saturday, Sunday, but but Thursday, I think, is still a big. Big evening for both clubs Absolutely Let's go to the phones 0141-951-1025 Stuart is a Celtic fan In Canvas Lang What did you make of it today Stuart? Uh, I'm just a wee by now And I thought Celtic Won the game Very very comfortably I mean what, I don't need Fraser Foster Really But I can mind them They're safe to make To be honest with you And it's going to be interesting We'll get the, we'll get the European tie And then obviously Ivox next week It's going to be Very very interesting But what, what I, I thought Bio was outstanding today I thought his movement he was very, he's very fast. And what does Neil Lennon do next week? Did, did he play bio? Or does he leave him out? What do you guys think he'll, he'll, he'll do? He starts with uh, Odson Edward. That's what he'll do. Because if a club is a £9 million centre forward, uh, and this is, albeit the fourth league game of the season, but the most important one so far... You start with your £9 million most expensive signing. Yeah, I've got to agree with that, Hugh. Um, I think everybody would be delighted uh, by this afternoon. Uh, yes, people going into the stadium didn't see it coming. Neil Lennon decided to put him in there and he was rewarded with uh, three points and obviously two goals, man of the match. Uh, but it's a different situation next week. You've got to play your star players and uh, Edward will certainly start again. 
I don't think it's even close to, to a choice, uh, Stuart. I mean, Edwards definitely going to play. What it does do is, though, I, I think it gives the Celtic fans a wee bit more confidence when they see Bio's name on the bench because he will be on the bench. I, I'd imagine after his performance today that if things aren't going to plan um, next week at Ibrox, they have a, a different dimension, a different striker to bring on. You know, they've brought on Lee Griffiths a lot, but Bio's a different player. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought Ayer was out, I thought Ayer was outstanding today, eh, Mark. I thought he, he played the game. He was up and down that wing. I thought he was outstanding. I think the guy's getting better every week, you know. Yeah, uh, G- yes, Jim yeah. Duffy. Sorry, Jim I was just going to throw yeah. it to Jim because he was at the game. Jim, I mean, this is a guy who's playing out of position as well. Yeah. He was a midfielder when he came to Celtic. They were determined to turn him into a central defender. He went and loaned to Kilmarnock. Came back very much a central defender. He's now playing right back and getting rave reviews. Yeah, well, I mean, again, he's he's a very accomplished footballer. He's comfortable on the ball, and as I said, he's he's another one that's, that's learned his trade, and that's what that's what we keep trying to say. But all those players coming in, when Christopher Ayer came in, he he wasn't a superstar or a player that people might have valued at fifteen or twenty million pounds or an established. It's taken him a couple of years, maybe more than that. I mean, a good couple of seasons to become an established Celtic player. He's only twenty-one, of course. Yeah, exactly. And that takes time. But, but the other guys like Bolling Golly and Julian, we're, we're like, oh no, a Barisic's Rains are, he's, he's rubbish he's this, everybody's so quick and I know that uh, Hugh mentioned uh, 20 years ago with Vim Jansen people make opinions very quickly but I do think if I as a perfect example you know just nurture him allow him time to develop uh, put him out in loan get him back again and yeah he was he, he had the freedom of the pitch today don't get me wrong he had the freedom of the pitch but he exploited it very well as I said in alongside the, 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 the passes from Beaton but Bio will definitely give Celtic a different option. But I tell you what, when Lee Griffiths come on, albeit only for the last 10, 12 minutes plus injury time, he sprinted and he chased everything. Everything. Hell, like a touch of the ball. But when the ball went into the channels, he was sprinted, he was coming short, spinning long. He was th- basically saying to the manager, listen, I want to be part of this team. You know, he wasn't one of these guys that went on, you can just kind of ambled through the last part of the game. So, a really good attitude from Lee Griffiths, and that's what Celtic need. Good competition for places up top, and Bayo and Griffiths will definitely give competition to Edward. But I'm, I'm with you guys. Edward has got a terrific record against Rangers, um, and he's a top-class striker. I, I think he's absolutely certain to, to play next week. What type of player is Bayo, Jim? Because we had actually seen... So little of them going into today That not only were we looking to see Is he any good But we're actually all looking forward To just seeing him at all Just to see What are his strengths What are his weaknesses How will Celtic use him How, how would you describe him You know his style And and that perhaps how that compares he's To not, the other options not a small striker But he's about, I don't know Maybe about 5 or 10 5 or 11 Something like that but Slight uh, build But very quick Playing on the shoulder And again that movement As I said I liked his movement The ball was wide he was peeling around the, uh, the, the, the the back end of the defenders and then looking to get across them. Um, he, and, and, and the goal, as you showed a, a fair bit of bravery, he, he didn't really come short too often to look to link up the play. I think he occupied the two centre-backs because I think they knew that he was quick and they were sitting us a, a deep line. But that allowed space, as I said, a little bit, in particular for Christian Forrest, to try and get in behind. It didn't quite work that often in the first half, but I think that was to do a lot with, with Hearts really sitting deep. But in the second half... Um, the game stretched a little bit, and as I said, his second goal was a terrific goal. So, no, good, quick movement. Um, you know, sees an opportunity very well, and he's got good pace, and, and, and will look to stretch defenders. Uh, great stuff, thank you, Stuart. In Canvas Lang for the call. It's 0141 951 1025. Twitter 
is at Clyde SSB. Uh, we do have tweets coming in already, lots of them. Matthew Kerr says, Very good performance. Pleasing Celtic can make these changes. The goal difference might be key this season. Bio was outstanding. And Tony says, Solid performance. Didn't like Lenny playing about with the system again, but the players kept controlled and kept digging away. Bio is another option we now have. So we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Rangers fans, you've had a few hours uh, to. Digest what happened in Paisley So let's hear from you What did you make of that game this afternoon Can that be the kickstart for Borna Barisic Let us know on the phone 01419511025 Scott is in Johnston Hi Scott Hiya Hi Scott What's your point tonight? Uh, the point is about uh, Scotty Sinclair Okay uh, I think uh, him and Lennon should No Let's get that Argument who I'm done with What argument? What argument is that? Well, obviously it's too much for the fault. Why is that obvious? Well, how is he not in a game? How is he not playing him? Every time players go out, it doesn't mean to say they've fallen out with the manager. Look at the competition that's in front of Scott Sinclair. Oh, I understand that. I mean, Nicky Johnson had a good game on Thursday. Uh-huh. I mean, but for the big games, for next week especially, I think Sinclair should be playing. Well, I don't think that will be the case. I don't think you go from... Uh, not being involved at all to playing in the old firm game. I think it's no. I, 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 no, I know you'll not get a game next week, but he's not even getting to uh, on the bench. He's not getting to travel. Well, he was at Motherwell. Yeah, come on, was, well, well, hold on. Scott is clearly onto something. Four games in a row in three different competitions. Scott Sinclair, former football writers and PFA player of the year, hasn't even been on the bench. Yeah, so there's, making, clearly, there's, there's clearly something. It, it, yeah, but he's making an. Unfounded allegation That the two have had a fallout Okay but Neil, Neil Lennon was in This morning's newspapers Denying any fallout And simply pointing out That the competition In front of Scott Sinclair At the moment Was but, the, the choices he preferred but, but is that valid though you, you cannot be surprised That people like Scott Are going to come on here Raising an eyebrow That Johnny Hayes And Lewis Morgan Are constantly preferred On the bench to Scott Sinclair I know, I know what Neil Lennon said but I mean There clearly is A talking point there Everyone is pointing out That it's strange Well Motherwell was only Two weeks ago But like I say Four games since then He's not even made it Onto the bench Not even in the Betfred Cup Against Dunfermline I Something, do, I I do find it surprising yeah. I, I've got to say I think Scott Sinclair's Got something to offer Yes Neil Lennon's trying to push Mikey Johnston That's That's his James Forrest now Forrest is You know He was the one that pushed Neil Lennon pushed Forrest In the first team Looks what happened I think now His next one's Mikey Johnston But I still believe I don't care I, I don't care who it is I believe And not being disrespectful here That Scott Sinclair Has got more to offer Coming off a bench Than the likes of Johnny Hayes Exactly That is my point I mean Last season How many times Last season Did Scotty Sinclair Pull Celtic out a hole hmm. I think it's Something surrounding That transfer window there Scott Sinclair signs The contract To keep him at Celtic And then Was it in the lead up To Cluj was he just left out because there was rumours that he could be on the way? Something's happened that the the deal wherever he was heading hasn't materialised, and I, you know, without knowing anything, I'm just surmising that perhaps Scott Sinclair says, "Yep, I want to go." My mind's made up. I want to go. The deal didn't happen, and perhaps Neil Lennon thought, "Well, if you wanted to go, you obviously don't want to be a part of this." So you're not involved As guys who want to be here That's me just imagine, that That's me looking From the outside And Cham Because he was basically Hinting the same things But in Cham They've kissed and made up And, they've, and Cham says He's been misquoting that 
However Scott Sinclair Not being part of this squad Like Gordon says For four games After that window Suggests that It's it's more than just A loss of form and training Scott at the same time Celtic didn't need him today They've not really needed him yet This season What what, what did please you today? Give us a positive Well it's just uh, I, I, Don't get me wrong As I say it's We Mickey Johnston's uh, Played good in Thursday there uh, I, I can't remember if It was a game before it When Lewis Morgan was on On the left uh, he was on the right and then he was on the left uh, and he just didn't do a thing whereas if Sinclair was on I think we would have been in the next round of the Champions League if we would have been playing Sinclair he's got the experience well what happened in the Champions League was uh, Celtic at 3-2 made the assumption that it was all over and didn't defend properly so you cannot say that if Scott Sinclair had played it would have been a guarantee of the playoff round for the Champions League. I think that you know, by all means, come on and support Scott Sinclair, but you have to keep it in perspective. Celtic lost because of defensive frailty against Cluj. Okay, thank you, Scott. In Johnston, it's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's squeeze one more in before the first break. Alec is a Celtic fan. What did you make of it, Alec? Just uh, just back for the game. Uh, uh, I don't believe we're having a an argument about Scott Sinclair. We're banged in fifteen goals and only conceded three in three games. You know, what I mean, we're talking about somebody that's not even relevant to what's been going on. Uh, quite quite confident today. I feel as if you know that we're putting teams to bed. We're putting them to the sword, and I'm confident going to Ibrox next week. Rangers are limping at their finish line. You know. Hearts got a penalty today. St Mum didn't get theirs today. You know, that, that could have been all so different. We could go next week to Ibrox if we wanted to and try and settle for a drop and still be top of the league. It's no in your blood. It's no in your DNA. We'll go there for the victory and then put... We've already put a down payment down. We will then... We will put a ton down payment down. Alec, you were on this programme yes. last week and you said you would bite your hand off for a draw at Ibrox. That's correct, that's correct, you. But we all know how things have changed in the last week. Against AK Athens, we were outstanding. It's just AIK, it's not Athens, remember. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Well, against them, we were outstanding. So let's let's put it this way. Nobody can lose. We're all set up for a brilliant weekend next week. So win, lose, or draw. Somebody's going to be happy. Somebody's going to be sad. Or else it's a draw. So there's no need for the amputation of your hand now. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, so I'll go there and I'll take my chances for a victory. Uh, Alec, what, what in particular? Though, so, ju- just on the back of the the IK game, that, that's enough for you to no longer be happy with a draw. No, the, again, I felt as if we picked up the momentum for the Motherwell game. So, <laughs> you know, we were pinging boys about the day. Ayer was knackered by about a half an hour to go. We should have took him off and brought on. Make it uh, Johnny Hayes or Binky Johnson because that side of the field, Hearts weren't, Hearts weren't touching it, but the big man was Goost uh, uh, and Bio. I liked what I seen of the boy, but we were only getting 10 and 15 minutes in the last couple of games. So to have a bench now where you've got Bio, you've got Griffiths and Edward, you know, any team would bite your horn after they free. Alec, what, what's your thoughts on your centre half, your £7 million centre half? Is he settling in a bit better now? Definitely, definitely, Gordon. Uh, in Thursday, he won every ball. Every ball that came into him, he won it. 
the day he was trying, I don't know if he was, he was a wee bit after the day, but he's still, he's still there. And the same with Bolly Bolly. I think that they just need to get through these games. They need to play. They need to play, you know, they'll have ups and downs, but it's just they, they need to settle mm. in. Yeah. Alex, just a wee comment you made, you said, you know, Hearts got a penalty, St Mirren didn't get theirs. Was was this the, the challenge from Hillander on Obika? Yes, well, I was, I was obviously, I, I was listening to two radios, right, because I was watching my van. I had Radio Clyde on, in the, in the shed and I had Radio Scotland on listening to the game and every one of their pundits says it was a penalty every one of them ok Mark Wilson so, I didn't think it was Alec, I, must, it wasn't. I must admit one angle it did and then when you spun it round you seen Abika clip Hollander first and Hollander's on the way down and Abika gets in front of him and then Hollander puts his arm out but it's a foul in the first place no, it wasn't on a penalty Gordon and plus the fact uh, we were listening to the comments there after it with Jim Goodwin he never even mentioned it oh. you know so I, I, well, it was not another part of the interview to yeah. be fair I only played you one minute of it I so. was good enough but it wasn't a penalty uh, it's everybody's opinion but it wasn't a penalty ok thanks to Alec 0141951025 uh, we're going to take more of your calls And we'll start hopefully Hearing from Neil Lennon next The games are over The talking begins 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel and Jim Duffy Are here taking your calls on the day Rangers beat St Mirren By a Borna Barisic goal to nil And Celtic beat Harps by three goals to one The headline from that one would be that Bio came in for his first start and scored twice Or did he Jim Duffy? Because listen to this We're going to bring you Craig Levine and Neil Lennon's interviews very soon Uh, But just to give you a bit of a flavour I've never really heard the manager go for this before Craig Levine says that Christoph Berra got a touch on Celtic's first goal And Craig Halkett got a touch on the third goal So in actual fact Bio didn't score any (laughs) A bit, a bit harsh, I would think. Uh, I mean, listen, the first one to be said, he threw himself into uh, the ball, and him and Christoph Berra both kind of, you know, collided at each other, and the ball ended up in the back of the net. So it was pretty much impossible to see whether he actually got a good clean contact, which part of his body came off, did it come off Christoph Berra on the way in. The second one looked as if he's made a great run, as I said, and he's just clipped it. It may well have taken the nick off uh, Halkett, but listen, for me, all, all day long, the, the, the second one in particular would definitely be Bios, but. Listen, the announcer gave it to Bio. Um, you know, so at this moment in time, as we st- as it stands, he's got two. Talk about putting a different spin on things, Hugh Keevans. About yeah. the, you know, the headlines about Bio coming in and scoring twice, and now we've got an alternative argument which says he didn't score any. How did that happen? If I had one point from nine, I wouldn't be talking about my players having scored two goals for Celtic. <laughs> I'd be yeah, getting yeah. out of town, and I'd be getting into the next game. Well, we're going to hear from Craig Levine and. Colin Erskine is, is coming up in just a moment or two But Colin's a Hearts fan from Greenock And he's not happy with Craig Levine Is that fair Colin? Hi, how are you doing panel? Good, thanks um, no, I'm not very happy I've been to um, Celtic Park Home and away for the last 15 seasons Every single time I go home and away every week I've got Greenock I'm on a Celtic bus right now In the toilet <laughs> uh, Because all my best pals are Celtic fans <laughs> And I'm not going to snap you that better And blah, 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 blah. But I have been going every week and Craig Levine is so negative, it is unbelievable. That squad right now is a team that should be attacking no matter where they go. But Craig Levine, every week, no matter where it is, it could be over us County, away to Celtic, we are defending no matter what. We've got a great squad of it. Washington up front, Mulvaney, Walker, Haysmith, Ritchie. Doesn't matter what happens, this guy will defend no matter where we go. And I'm sick of 
experience Celtic fans on the, the show saying the blue hearts are ready, Celtic are brilliant. Every time I come here, it's the same story every single time. Hearts are rubbish because just sit in. MD beating them, I'm beating them, my battles. It's just, it's just sit in for the 20 yards out every single time. And sooner or later, the guy needs to give up what he's doing and just leave because he's a man that's going to believe in us going away every week. Well, what an afternoon Colin's having. He's a Hearts fan, but he's on a Celtic bus in the toilet oh. so that no one can hear him. He's on the phone <laughs> I, making I think, his way back to Greenock. I think the Craig Levine situation has to be handled with sensitivity because this is a guy who gave his all for Hearts as a player uh, and has known better days as a manager. However, I think the fans are dissatisfied with the style of football. The, there is another situation there where perhaps Craig Levine is... Too powerful At Tynecastle Has Too many responsibilities And Perhaps We are Going towards the day Where Craig Should concentrate On the experience That he has to offer In uh, His director of football role And perhaps We're getting nearer to the day When A fresh manager Is required uh, Jim Duffy Describe Hart's set up to us then We mentioned that Pre-match You tend to know What, what you're going to Expect it, but you can hear Colin. He's not happy with that approach. Yeah, I mean it was it was a kind of four three three if you want to say that, but it came to a four five one with the Whelan just kind of sitting a little bit deeper, so you know to protect you know the the, the spaces. Obviously, they were trying to show Celtic wide to a certain extent. Again, with just a one striker with Halcott and uh, Halcott and uh, Christoph Berger strong in the middle, um, but you know they never they never posed a threat on Celtic, and I think that's the reason why. Hearts fans, uh, you know, will be, will be disappointed. I think most teams will come here and defend in numbers. I don't think that's unusual. But I just think that um, from, from Hearts' perspective, I think there's, there comes a time in the game where you think, OK, maybe at 1-0 or whatever it to be, maybe even the second half start with a different approach. But it was a defensive approach. Uh, there's, there's no getting away from that. And Celtic won the game comfortably. So, listen, I always respect fans that go week in, week out. They're more entitled to their opinion than we are because they're the guys that pay their money support their team and if they demand better then they're entitled to say so uh, Colin Hart's obviously reached the Scottish Cup final last season but if you take the way they finished the league last campaign and the way they've started at this campaign has has reaching the Scottish Cup final done Craig Levine a, a bit of a favour in between? Uh, what the pal don't understand is I understand the whole points and I listen to it every night of the week um, and we have got less points this season in a league than Hamilton. From 2019, the calendar year, we've got less points in the league than Hamilton. We're hard to go to the football club. There's not a chance that we should be that far down in the pecking order. Because it's not it's not accessible. Like, I pay 33 pounds a day to go and see that. I do it every time. And it's just, it's going to get so far that we're just going to end up, nobody's going to go. Like, why would you pay 33 pounds to watch that today? Obviously, I'm not going to do that. But we've got less points in this year than Hamilton. Not a, not a season, this calendar year. West points in Hamilton, in their hearts, we get 18,000 average per home game, but we're getting less points in Hamilton. But yet, we're being, and the panel say, oh, hearts will be fine, we're fine, blah, blah, blah. It tells their opinion. It is absolutely ridiculous that everybody comes on and says, oh, hearts have got a lead, he's a hearts man. He's not a hearts man. I'm a hearts man. I've been to games for the last 15 years, came in away. I must have been 10 games in the last 15 seasons, home and away, and I come from Enoch. And I'm sick and tired of people saying that well, he's a hearts man. You can't get a hearts man because he's a hearts man because he's going to leave. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you can be a hearts man and unsuccessful. 
You can be a Hearts man and successful. You can be a Celtic man and unsuccessful or successful or whatever. Craig Levine is Hearts through and through. However, I, on a personal level, just feel that fans are out of patience with him. He still has something to offer the club by working with Ann Budge. But I feel the time is approaching when a fresh approach to team management is required. Yeah, I think I think I totally agree with Colin. I, I've got to say that I don't like having a go because it is a difficult job being a manager. But the style of football I said last season, there's no way in the world that I would go and uh, pay to watch Hearts. They're they're woeful. Their style of football is absolutely woeful. Uh, Craig Levine, I always say, is one of the most negative football managers I've seen. But I disagree with you in the sense of if it is going to be a fresh approach and I think a lot of Hearts fans are getting that way they've got two big big games coming up against Hamilton Motherwell which they're expected to win at Tynecastle but if anything happened to Craig Levine I don't see a fresh approach being Craig Levine moving back up into the stairs of director of football again I think you've got to get him out of the club and then bring in the fresh approach and start again I'm not saying that he should leave the club but obviously guys like Colin and Jim Duffy's right. He's got more opinion than what we should have. He pays his money, follows him up and down the country. The Hearts fans have turned off for Craig Levine. He's got a big job coming up in the next couple of weeks against Hamilton. Marble. I'm not trying to diminish supporters and the role they have to play. However, if you're talking about money, who put more money into Hearts than Ann Budge? And she is in favour of Craig Levine. Okay, thank you to Colin Somewhere between Glasgow and Greenock In a bus toilet full of Celtic fans He's a Hearts I'm fan I'm not having that I've got a feeling the Celtic fans might have heard him through the door Colin, <laughs> I, I, I loved Colin's passion to be fair Colin, give us a call back when you get out the toilet Because there are certain rules on a bus toilet There are things you're not really meant to do in there You know, It's, it's for emergencies only And if he's in there too long People are going to start talking about well, I'm just wondering how Colin, a Hearts fan Is on a Celtic supporters bus Well it's just because it's just his pals are going from Greenock yeah, I wonder if he's sitting there with his heart strap on. He's in the toilet, nobody can see him. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they sit in the toilet, the full journey. Right, you get in the toilet. <laughs> 01419511025. We don't quite have the thoughts of Craig Levine and Neil Lennon with us to play out yet, but we will have them uh, very soon. Paul and Erskine is on the line. Paul, uh, I understand there was a bit of an unsavoury incident in the, the Celtic crowd today with objects thrown on, and that's what you wanted to discuss. Yeah, good evening, panel. Hope you're all well. Yeah, good, Paul. Um, there was an incident I just want to kind of put a fans or a, 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 an eyewitness view on it before it gets uh, highlighted in the media probably tomorrow with uh, any sort of slant on it there was uh, an idiot they have in both ends of the city I'm sure but, um, threw uh, a bottle onto the park um, and the entire section um, turned on this one fan um, highlighted it to the stewards and he was duly evicted from the ground I think that's um, we need a bit more of that in the grounds. We need fans to take ownership of the idiots sitting round about us because there is that on both sides of the, uh, the city, as I said. And I think if more fans did what happened today and turned on these people, then I think it would be best uh, better for our game. Uh, what happened was the, it was the instant involving well, Fraser Foster get booked. Um, Wally Collin booked him and the fans of that session didn't think um, it was a foul that one had booking um, shortly after that the ball came on to the park and as I said everybody just absolutely turned on him pointed him out and he was evicted but as I, as I said I do believe if there was more fans did that to the people 
who are throwing things onto the park, or what's been highlighted in the media this week about you know the sectarianism and the, the racial stuff. I think if it's highlighted by other fans, it will it will leave our game slowly but surely. I think in theory you're right, Paul. But does it become more difficult that logic when? Imagine it's more than one guy that's, th- that's thrown the bottle And then you're in the minority trying to tell them to stop that, That's when it becomes more difficult, is it not? If you're surrounded by guys that are singing And you're, you're, you know, you're trying to make it, it, it perhaps could be intimidating for some people Yeah, I guess you're right Because obviously what happened today Most people don't want to see that And it, and it was easy for the rest of that section to turn around on that one fan But I guess you're right uh, When it's sections yeah. of fans that are singing um, you know, you've got to take that on board, I suppose. Oh, don't get me wrong; it clearly is desirable if we can sort of self-police. Uh, Jim Duffy, yeah. it's a big old stadium. There's a lot going on. I don't know if that was something you could see. Yeah, if, if it was, was it behind the goal? The yeah, that's it. I actually yeah. pointed out to Andrew because um, obviously when looking down at the Fraser Foster incident, and I could actually see exactly just literally behind the goal, about you know maybe just up in the first tier. Um, and all the Celtic fans it looked like a, a, a kind of coat from where I was or something like that. But anyway, the the, the object. And straight away, uh, I said to Andrew, look, every Celtic fan was pointing to this one guy. And you could see him. He actually looked unbelievably sheepish, as if, and, and quite rightfully, shamed into, you know, the, the fans pointed him out and the, the stewards went up the stair. And, and he didn't even argue. He had his head bowed. He knew that he'd done something uh, stupid. And he knew that he was paying the consequences for it, which had been ejected from the stadium. I don't know if anything further will happen to the guy, but he was definitely, uh, you know, he just he just looked as if, you know, what have I done here? And he, he was very very sheepish. But the the, the difficulty is that um, you know, from where I am, the guy just looked like I'm getting out of here because I know I've done something wrong. You know, the, 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 if, if somebody's a bit more aggressive or a bit more animated, then that can cause more maybe more friction if somebody points them out and somebody argues back, then you don't want that confrontation. But in this particular case, 100% the Celtic fans uh, pointed him out, shamed him, and he, he was ejected from the stadium. Well, it was very good uh, of Paul to come on and uh, give us the eyewitness account, as he said, uh, because we need to call out these people. No matter the team they follow, uh, to call it out. And I do take Gordon Duncan's point on view uh, on board that... Uh, Sometimes your average fan might be wary of pointing something out in case you get into trouble uh, with fellow supporters. But the game has had a bad week with all of this nonsense and 3,000 seats to be closed down at Ibrooks on Thursday night because of something that shames the country, shames a club who are trying their level best to be better than that. The scorer of Rangers winning goal today then made the sign of the cross. How do Rangers fans who sing these songs feel about that? Time to grow up. Um, I mean, I suppose, Hugh, in an ideal world, you it, with any fan behaviour, there are a few different... It's, never, it's not one solution. That, that, that's the, no. the point. So ideally, you want to educate people in the beginning so that they're not daft enough to misbehave. But if that can't happen, you hope that we've got authorities who can deal with it in an appropriate way. And if that can't happen, you hope that fans like Paul are able to self-police. It has to be a combination of them all. People who act like there's this one catch-all, a silver bullet to cure everything, that's that's not going to happen. Fans will, unless behaviour gets better, fans will one day find sanctions and that will be parts of grounds being closed. Grounds being closed entirely Or even points being deducted Because society Will not Continue To tolerate 
Sectarian singing And other forms of sinister behaviour Back to the football today Here are the thoughts of Neil Lennon Thanks to Paul and Erskine Under the circumstances It's a good performance As I've had Good control first half Great goal And then two outstanding goals second half And my only disappointment is The penalty which Is debatable whether it was a penalty But it pays on Julian before the ball breaks Declare is, is a clear foul on Julian You know he's lunged at him So that's my only disappointment really And uh, Ian Fraser saves it And they get a bit of luck with the rebound But overall you know you could see a little bit of fatigue Creeping in psychologically towards the end But outstanding performance today And outstanding goals What did you make of Bios? Sort of unexpected start from anybody yeah, it was a bit, We were a bit slow to get the ball into him early But you know once he found his feet in the game He was superb And should have had a hat-trick I've told him that as well you know, his forte is getting on the end of crosses and he's unlucky he's hit the post with a header. But um, he can be absolutely delighted and we, we all are with him as well. And I love the second goal. You know, it's a real striker's goal getting across the defender and it's an absolutely wonderful finish. Is this good please given last weekend the questions being asked about the players and the way they're reacting against the Yeah, but I mean, you know, we didn't ask questions of the players. You, you know, everybody else was and I, I don't understand why. Um, we don't listen to it anyway, we just concentrate on what we're doing. The tie with Stockholm is, you know, we've got a, a good foothold in it, but it's not over, so we know we have a job to do, and then obviously another big game at the weekend, and we just keep everything in perspective. I'm, I'm really pleased with the level of performance, and obviously the amount of goals that we're scoring as well, and the quality of the goals. You know, we could add a few more today against a very well-organised team. Jim Duffy, before we let you go, the thoughts there of, of Neil Lennon, what do you make of his assessment? Yeah, I think a pretty fair assessment. You know, I mean, I think that uh, he said, you know, Bio took 15, 20 minutes, you know, and I think also his teammates took 15 or 20 minutes to get to know where they would find him uh, and the type of movement that he would make. So after that, he did settle down. Obviously, the goal helped, albeit it can be controversial, we can contest it. But the fact is that he was, he was in, you know, in, in the mix for the goal, and I just think that that helped him. Um, he obviously gets a, a, a you know that 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 roar off the fans and you know helps him relax, makes him feel part of it. When you've been at a club for a long time since January and this is your first start, I mean obviously it takes a weight off your shoulders. And it, it, again, second half he did he looked much better, much sharper. He said he scored the second goal. He was unlucky not to get a hat trick. Uh, later on in the game when he took cramp I think if it had been earlier part of the game he probably ran away from Christoph Berer but listen they put in a great shift and, and I think um, Neil's obviously delighted with the overall performance and as, as one of the callers said earlier on it's another three goals I mean Celtic are absolutely rattling in the goals so and other than for a penalty which it was a little bit debatable looked a bit soft to me then um, you, know, the, the, you know you can't ask for too much more <laughs> that one half against Cluj is, is, is you know tainted the season so far but take that away Celtic have been very very positive scoring goals and as I said they've got two massive matches coming up now to Thursday and Sunday OK your shift is complete your work is done we will see you on Wednesday cheers guys Thank you, man. that was Jim Duffy keeping an eye on Celtic's 3-1 win against Hearts Gordon DL looking at me as if to say can I go no absolutely not we're here for another 20 minutes and we're going to take more of your calls and speak to Craig Levine next after the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Into the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, and Gordon DL are here. Still time to get your calls in on 0141 951 1025. Rangers kicked off the day by beating St Mirren by a goal to nil. Celtic followed that up with a 3 1 victory at home to Hearts. We're going to get more reaction from Celtic Park very soon. Hopefully, we'll have time. To bring you the thoughts of Craig Levine uh, Let's hear a bit more And look look a bit 
Further back at that Rangers game uh, Stephen Gerrard talking about an injury to Shea Ojo And giving us some more thoughts on today's game Yes, he's got a good chance So he's had a, a, a real tough whack on the side or the back of his knee There's a bit of swelling in there Today it wasn't possible to have him with us But he's got a, a, a good chance for Thursday How satisfying was it to dig out and win like that Given uh, the week ahead that you've got? We got criticised last year, and rightly so, for uh, not being consistent enough and maybe not winning the, the games ugly at times. I think if we're going to be successful together, sometimes when you can't find the answers in general play and it's looking like it's going to be a frustrating afternoon, we need people to step up and provide big moments. Uh, so it was very satisfying from the start, but I think if you look at the whole game, there's really only one team trying to win the game, so I think you get what you deserve more often than not. Stephen, do you think this can be a turning point for Burnley as well? And have you got any experiences that you remember where a, a moment like that has really turned it for a player that's maybe Yeah, I've seen it many a times. Where a big moment changes a player's form or where they're at. It's all down to Borna. For me, I see the quality there. I see the attributes. Big six foot. He's in good shape. Yeah, he's fit. He can run. He's got quality. He's got technique. There's, there's nothing stopping Borna, in my opinion. And if he can find the level of performance that he did today on a consistent basis, I'll be a happy man. The questions levelled at Rangers in this part of the season last year, Hugh. Stephen Gerrard mm-hmm. mentions in himself, uh, can they be consistent? That was the one thing that was held against them last season. Mm-hmm. Can they... Win ugly, win away from home at difficult places when they're not at their best. Yes, it's early in the season, so yes, it's a small sample size, but the early answer would, would have to be yes, based on the Kilmarnock game and the St Mirren game and the fact that they've won the three matches so far. They can tough it out. They can win ugly. So far. Yeah. Uh, they can also win comfortably. I'm um, talking about domestic football and European football now. And the biggest plus of all is that his strength of choice uh, is far greater now than it was this time last year. They are in good shape going into the game against Celtic. And as Jim Duffy touched upon earlier on, Celtic have scored 15 goals in three league matches, averaging five a game. They won't get five at Ibrooks, but uh, they are going into this, the pair of them, in the right frame of mind. But we'll see how Thursday night goes And how that might affect frame of mind Borna Barisic He's been a bit of a, a strange one mm. Since he came here Because he's a Croatian international That's the thing that's always Thrown in your face If you say that you don't think Borna Barisic is a player People who defend him will say oh, He's a Croatian international There must be a player in there somewhere He's not really done it for Rangers so far He's the match winner today Will he get another chance To, to prove his worth against Ligia Warsaw And then maybe Celtic after that I don't think I don't think Against Celtic Gordon um, what, I, what about if he comes in though and, it On does Thursday well, and does it well does well I, I just think that If Flanagan is fit And Rangers have got him available Then I think he'll play Because it's against Celtic James Forrest uh, It's done his confidence Brilliant today With that free kick You know he steps up there Tavernier the captain Standing beside him He fancied it and he put it into the back of it and got the three points. So that helps you. But even the lad admitted it, that he's had ups and downs at Ibrox, and a lot of it's been the fact that he's been injured as well. So you need a consistent run of, you know, not being injured and being fit and being able to play games and show what you've got. Yes, I think I think he's got a lot in his locker, like the, the Rangers manager said there. And I do think that he will be a decent player for Rangers But I just think just now Next Sunday I would say Flanagan all day will start I think it's it's got to do with The way Steven Gerrard sees the game going Now if he sees Rangers being in top Like they have been the two games at Ibrox In control and possession 
Like they have done The last two games at Ibrox Then I think Barisic Has got a chance You know having that left foot It's natural balance However If he thinks He's going to be up against An informed James Forrest mm. Who's running at him Then it's going to be Flanagan Purely down to defensive duties Okay we're going to hear from Craig Levine Right now we've got Jerry Who's a Celtic fan on the line Coming next as well Craig Levine's been getting a bit of stick uh, From some Hearts fans In bus toilets On this phone in <laughs> so far uh, Let's hear what Craig Levine had to say I'm sitting here very frustrated I mean we scored two own goals And Gifted Celtic a third goal And they had five shots in goal in the match So I'm sitting here feeling that We've shot ourselves in the foot Celtic don't need a hand when it comes to scoring goals and I felt that's what we did today so frustrated especially frustrated as well with a lack of clear cut chances you managed to create yourselves it, well our, our game plan was obviously to try and hit in the counter attack I thought we restricted Celtic very well in the match we didn't have a lot of opportunities but for me if we if we come here and give Celtic five opportunities I would think that's a fairly reasonable uh, defensive display but we scored two on goals as I say and, and uh, the third one's a Silly mistake at the edge of the box. Craig Neil's just credited by over two of the goals. He actually complimented him and actually scored that, 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 that goal. He spoke to the players and asked them if they actually were home goals. Well, Christoph said it hit his hip. Alex said it went off his, in off his toe. So, unless he scored four goals today, maybe. Have you watched the match? Yeah, I've watched it, Christoph, and, and, and I agree with, uh, agree with the boys. I mean, You've got to credit the, the striker getting into the area and, and, and such like, but the, the, the facts are that the ball's hit off. It doesn't it actually doesn't matter. My point was that, that we have assisted Celtic in their attempt to score goals, which is frustrating. This is peak Scottish football yeah. where everyone thinks that Bio scored two, but Craig Levine's telling no, he didn't score any. It was my players that scored the own goals, I'll tell you that. For me, all that's <laughs> rubbish. Bizarre. Everything he said there was rubbish. Uh, and he'd be better just getting well, on the bus. You've not seen them, to be fair. Well, he, you just mean making. I like. I liked how he said it doesn't matter after he had spoken about it for. I thought that was a ridiculous interview. Yeah. I really did. See, for a manager that's managed their national team as well, to sit there and talk about the assisted Celtic and all this nonsense. I've not seen the goals either. They lost three-one. He's a negative manager. The Hearts fans are on his back. I thought that interview there. Which, which sums Craig Levine up to me I thought that was ridiculous All of the stone walls So Just, did, did Bio get two or none? Um, well like you said we'll have We haven't seen any of them But I think to talk in that fashion And say we restricted Celtic well You lost 3-1 You've got one point from nine Go on the bus Go back to Edinburgh And start planning for Hamilton Because if you don't win that one You're in big bother Jerry, you are a Celtic fan We all thought Bio would get two Craig Levine's telling us he got none Can you shed any light? I'm afraid not, Gordon. No, no, I'm sorry, game. No uh, um, uh, what, what, what I was going to say was that I, got, I watched the Rangers game because I recorded that. I don't know if Celtic TV or Sky or whatever. And um, I thought actually Rangers were pretty insipid. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm a Celtic fan, but um, I think they missed Candace. I think Jordan Jones is quite an ordinary player. And I think um, they missed um, uh, Candace today. And I think that they, they looked. Pretty toothless, and so I think they've got a couple of problems with the next two games. But anyway, the main reason is that um, having read about the Celtic game, that um, I don't know what this boy Marion Zved has to do to get to get some minutes. His last touch was the the game he scored in against the, the Estonian team, and that was July. Now you would think with twenty minutes to go and coasting three nothing up, 
he would let the boy come on instead of Johnson and just show a bit of uh, let him express himself because there's no pressure on him and um, the, only, the only good thing about that is is that he actually uh, he managed to, to beat Morgan to the bench but um, I think the whole the whole um, team was erratic although it's, it's, it's daft saying that now with Bio scoring two Foster Foster getting the, the nod against Gordon and Griffiths now feeling even more depressed that this guy Bio has come in also I would like to say that I think McGregor's been very mediocre the whole season and uh, I've never been a, a big big fan of him and I think um, I think he should be left out almost certainly he won't be for the next two games Can we just tread carefully with talking about Lee Griffiths like that I don't think it's necessarily because he's not playing football this is uh-huh. a, a mental health uh, uh, issue so yeah. let's let's be polite about it all if I we think can. an earlier caller was mystified that Sinclair wasn't playing Sorry I meant to say Hugh Sorry to butt in I think we can shed a bit of light On the Schwed one um, We asked Jim Duffy about it earlier on There there was a, a suggestion Or it looked like he may have been about to come on Or he had been sent to warm up But then of course Christopher Ayer got injured uh-huh. And things but, um, but nevertheless Jerry's still got an argument Because he wanted him on earlier than that yeah, anyway uh, Now I go back to the point That Celtic have averaged five goals Per league game so far And Neil Lennon can only pick 11 players uh, so if it's not Sinclair It's Shved And if it's not Shved He wants McGregor out Out the team uh, When McGregor has scored A terrific goal today And remains uh, One of the most important players To Celtic So I'm afraid Jerry For morning's sake The thing is With Jerry I've been at the club Where a lot of players Become Actual better than they are because they're not playing, you know. And fans argue why he should be playing. Neil Lennon was asked, a reason yeah, why well, he, not he, he was asked on Friday, I think it was, or whenever he spoke to, to the press prior to the game, he said that Schwed needs to up his. I think tempo was the word he yeah. used. You know, he needs, to, you needs to bring that yeah. intense. There is a specific reason that he doesn't feel he's, he's yeah. quite ready to be contributing. Neil, Neil Lennon, you know, sees these guys every day in training. And that's why Bio, you know, gets the nod. He must have been doing it in training. His tempo must have been good, but obviously Schwed. Needs to work a wee bit harder on a training pitch to get minutes on the field. You need to earn to play for teams. You don't just do it because you score a good goal with with your first touch. Impressive as that is, there's a lot more that you need to add to your game apart from that. Okay, thank you to Jerry and Erskine. That will be the final call of the afternoon. It's been a busy old afternoon. It's been a long one as well. Uh, Hugh Keevens, sum it all up for us. It was a, an action packed day, an action packed weekend, and what a week we've got in store. Celtic Rangers did what they had to do Win And now They'll play in a game Where both Can't win And it will be Although only the fourth league game of the season The most important one of the season So far Because it will carry Such a psychological lift For the winner Now they have to accommodate European competition And they have to make sure That they both go into the Europa League Because that will enhance confidence If they don't make Europe It'll have the opposite effect Thank you Hugh Keevens Mark Wilson and Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan In the studio We appreciate the efforts Of the top team Around the grounds Keeping us up to speed On what was happening In the two big games But the biggest thanks As always goes to you Thank you for listening For calling and for tweeting And we'll do it again Tomorrow from 6 o'clock Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray Will be here Looking back on the weekend In the meantime Stay where you are The UK Chart Show is up next